Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyka. With me, as always, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. Hey. He is here. We're locked. We're loaded. We're ready to go. We got a lot of stuff to go over this week, Mike. We got NBA Finals matchups. We're going to be talking because, of, as of this recording, uh, we don't know because Miami decided to be jerkbags and decided to push this to a Game 7. So we're going to give you hypotheticals between Golden State and Miami and Golden State and Boston. So we're going to go through that. We've also got WWE Hell in the Cell and NXT in your house to preview. I know we've got a lot. Um, we're also going to be talking the Sasha Naomi situation and a possible MJF situation that's percolating. Um, so we're going to kind of go through that and kind of see what the hell's going on here with some of these people. And then we're going to end today's show with one of our favorite topics that we do every single year. Vegas is over under odds for win totals for the H NFL team. We're going to go through that as well. Um, just as a reminder, guys, we are going to be doing the, you know, pick every single game uh, as it goes on. But we're going to wait a little bit longer into the offseason um, just in case to bar for injury or anything like that that happens during training camp. So stay tuned for that in a future episode. Obviously, next week we're going to be talking, uh, we're going to be reviewing AEW's Double or Nothing show. So lots of stuff to look forward to on upcoming episodes. But Mike, let's jump right in today. Um NBA Finals, we're almost there, right? The close of the NBA season. No, LeBron James is not playing in the NBA Finals. No, Kevin Wait, Durant's sure? not playing. I, I think so. Kevin Durant also not playing. It's probably going to be a free agent next year because the Nets decided we're going to Nets it up. Um, instead, we've got the return of the Sith Lord himself, Seth Curry. He's there. We've got, you know, the Splash Brothers are back. Draymond and his suck ass somehow managed to back his way into another championship. Um Talking about just Golden State here for a second here, um, are they the clear favorites in your mind now of the three potential teams remaining? Like, are they definitely your number one team to win the title? Oh, they're good. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. It's so sad to watch, but they are so good. <laughs> uh, they like It is unbelievable mm-hmm. how consistent they are at mm-hmm. shooting and how they can just space and how they, they can pass the ball they pass the ball yeah they play like spurs basketball yeah but have the ability to shoot anywhere yeah they, have, they play as a team they yeah really it's do. it's insane how yeah. good they can be mm-hmm. it's also just insane how they can draft a guy like jordan Poole at 27 and then find a guy off the street and andrew wiggins and make them really really good somehow yeah it's really like it's just insane <laughs> like they're making andrew wiggins yeah. look like he's like Kevin Durant yeah. in this like, last series. Oh, like he Dallas. was the number one, one overall pick. pick. Yeah. <laughs> that he was he supposed to like, be. Oh, come on. Yeah. Like, it is insane how good <clears throat> this team is um, without Kevin Durant even being there. Yeah. Which I think is also a sidebar testament to how good that team was with yeah. Kevin Durant there. Oh, yeah. If they're just, if they look like this without yeah. Kevin Durant, like, I can't, yeah. like, it's hard to, like, remember four years ago mm-hmm. when Kevin Durant was there and everyone was like, so this is, like, the best team ever because, yeah. like, no one can stop them. Yeah. No one can stop this team. Yeah. Like, this team is so good. Mm-hmm. They're so fast. Like, they're all, like, it's crazy to say that they're all, like, in shape so well mm-hmm. where, like, they never stop running. Yeah. Like, covering Steph Curry makes me tired. Like, yeah. I watch it right, and right. I'm exhausted because my man yeah. just, he runs from the baseline, he runs to the three-point line, yeah. then he shimmies, He's and then the he runs the corner. He's the point guard when it comes to that because he never has the ball in his hands. Yeah. Like, he dribbles it up, and then he's just like, all right, I'm going to pass to he, Clay, and Clay's not going to dribble because he's like, I don't dribble. Yeah. And then Steph's like, hold on, I'm going to go Rover. And just yeah. does, like, figure eights around the court until he's open, and then he hits a three in your face, and you go, all right, that was fun. Yeah. Let's try it again. And you're, like, time. exhausted running to the other yeah. side, and you're like, now I got to go. And then up. somehow Draymond's, tra- Draymond's trash talking you, and you go, you didn't. 
do anything. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but I was there. He was like, I set the low, <laughs> the low pick and roll so he could get up here to make this three pointer. I know. It's just, oh my Ridiculous. god, it is just insanity how good this team is. So, yeah. Let, yeah. Me, let me ask you a question though on this, right? Because there was a lot of talk uh, a few years ago when they were kind of still on their ascension, right? Where it was like, okay, like. Steph is the best player in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously the injuries and everything, and they had to take this massive step back, right? And now they're back to where everyone's like, okay, this we're kind yeah. of like back to homeostasis a little bit. How important is this championship for Steph? And more importantly, how important is this for him to get finals MVP this run? Oh, I, I think it's more important than ever to yes, do that. I think I it's agree. probably – I mean – I don't think this solidifies him in the top ten by any means. Yeah, but I think this kind of puts as players it, of all time. Yeah, right? okay, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. want to clarify yeah, because yeah. they're like, I was like, you said that Steph Curry's not a top ten player in the NBA right now. Yeah, you know, he just no, beat Luka Doncic, who's your favorite, so you can't say that. You just yeah, can't say you that. Can't say that. Even though he got Jalen Brunson taking eighty five shots yeah. in game in game five, and Reggie Bullock goes over twelve from three point range. Reggie Bullock. Oh, I don't want to get on a tangent on the Mavs here, but I literally looked at the, and, and Luka was like doing the leader thing where he's like, I played terrible, and he didn't play great game five, but no. Reggie Bullock playing thirty minutes and having three points. I was like. I don't understand what's happening yeah. right now. That was that was hair. They look like he's got a unicorn yeah. horn. Oh, that was the one. Awful. That's the one switch where if Tim Hardaway didn't break his foot, he would yeah. be in that right. spot and Much he would better. not be over. And Bullock 12. coming off the bench is way better. Yeah, as we saw with the Pistons and Lakers and everywhere else, he's been used effectively. Anyway, sorry. Sidebar. But yeah. But continue. But yeah. No. No. Um, but no. I. 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 I mean, I do think Steph is probably. I mean, so it's it's hard to say right now because if you went through your top five right now, mm-hmm. I think you'd have Giannis easily at number one. I, I don't think it's very close. No, I agree with you. I no, th- Nikola Jokic I, is back to back MVP. Yeah, Nikola Jokic has to be in there because he's back to back MVP. So whether you like it or not, he's there. Um, I think like he's six. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I think Joel Embiid probably is up there. I don't know if he's better than Steph, but I think he's in the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think KD is still in that discussion, even though he had as a really an, bad playoff as showing. As a silo in, uh, into himself. Yeah. Yes. So there's four guys right there. And then Luca's there probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to say him or Steph are better, yeah. it's up to you at that point. But mm-hmm. I think Luca's slightly better. I think he does more for the team. And then so that's five right there. If you wanted to, I don't think LeBron's there anymore. No. I think I think Steph's probably slightly overtaken him. Yeah. Um, but you got guys like. Uh, who am I missing? Um, is that it? That's probably it. That's probably the five. Good. That's probably yeah. a good five I mean, to have up here, there. Here's the thing about Steph, I think, though, and and you you follow the, you know other teams outside of Detroit a lot closer than I do, right? Yeah. But what I am seeing from this Warriors team this year specifically in the playoff run um, is that I feel like Steph right now is playing at a different level because I kind of think that like. We're back in that first year where they beat the Cavs for the first title. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, they were the favorites, but it wasn't like an overall expectation that you're supposed to be like this dominant force. Yeah. As the as the mystique grew about that team, mm-hmm. it almost felt like Steph like was like sinking under the pressure a little bit, especially yeah. in the finals, right? Which is why I think this year, I think he's going to play his best finals ever. Oh yeah, because it's like I'm just happy to be back. We had to go through three years of ass yeah. to get back to here. And now I'm just going to take full advantage of it, knowing that I am the best player on the basketball court. Yeah, I think I think he is in contention with. Um, I think if they play Boston, I think it's him and Tatum. Mm-hmm. I think if it's Miami, I think he's by far the best player against Miami. Yeah. I think Jimmy Butler obviously is like 
yeah. your close resemblance, mm-hmm. but I don't. I think you and Jimmy Butler are on a different hemisphere. No offense. Yeah. I think Tatum this postseason is kind of showing like I kind of belong to be mm-hmm. in that discussion of like yeah. I could be the best player on the court in most mm-hmm. of these series. Yeah. So I do think that him and Steph would like take turns battling it out yeah. back and forth, but I don't think Jimmy Butler. The problem there, is, so. is that. The Warriors had this innate ability, and it's the it's one of the few teams I've ever seen who can who can do this still, and they've been able to do it as long as they've been healthy. But I've never seen a team where they just put up twenty one points in two and a half minutes, and you don't even realize what happened. Yeah, like it's so fast. It is so the fast. The tempo was so, and it's and it's not just one guy mm-hmm. either. And I think that's important. I can't stress how much team basketball they play. Yeah, you know where it's like okay, you. I mean, I was talking to somebody yesterday. Clay Thompson is by far the like in the current setup right now and could be in when he's all said and done is one of the best Robins mm-hmm. ever. Like he does so much for that team defensively. Yeah. And then coming off where he doesn't even have to move. Yeah, and he puts he up the, 35. He had, he had that like, he had that uh, crazy oh, third quarter where he took yeah. six dribbles or whatever, yes. and then scored thirty. Yeah. I think it was thirty five. And you're just like, and, and like he if he was on, and the fact that he is so self selfless in the fact that like okay, it's Steph's team, mm-hmm. but he plays such a role. Mm-hmm. I I can't think of anybody that benefits, uh, or that helps a team more. On such a under the like everyone talks about Clay Thompson when he has those games where he puts up forty five, yeah. but like nobody I don't think is really talking about how good Clay Thompson is. Yeah. Clay Thompson could be the primary option on more than half of the league. Yeah, and nobody it. talks about it. Mm-hmm. That dude is a freak. I would trade pick five, pick seven when they get him for Jeremy Grant mm-hmm. and my second child yeah. for Clay Thompson right I now. I would too. if that meant that he came to Detroit. Yeah. Insane to me how good he is and how underrated he is. We talk about how everyone talks about how Draymond's this defensive wizard. That guy sucks. Yeah. I give him away immediately. Clay Thompson's awesome. Yeah. Um, real quick too, I'm gonna talk about Steve Kerr here. Is this is this season a just a like the kind of especially if they win it like a little bit of his cherry on top to say that he's a legitimate basketball coach because we've talked in the past yeah. on how we think he's his coaching actually got better as the team got worse mm-hmm. because he couldn't just be like. I've got three of the best shooters in the NBA, mm-hmm. and it's just that's what we're gonna yeah. do. Yeah, I do think this run they had, yeah, is slightly not tarnished. Yeah, but I don't think it looks on because I don't think this has been a tough path. Yeah, not really. And I think like when you look at it, you go Denver didn't have Jamal Murray right. or they didn't right. have uh, Numb Nuts, whoever <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. Yes. They both were hurt. Those are yep. those are their two and threes. Right. So even though you had Jokic to deal with, you really only had Jokic to deal with. Um, right. Then they played Memphis, who lost John Morant in the last mm-hmm. two or three games. Yeah. So you had to deal with their best player, and then you're by playing far their best player. yeah, by far the best player. Yeah. And then you played Luca, who's without his second best player. And yeah. let's be real, it's like Luca who and, had to go game seven with Phoenix, who had to just go game seven with yeah. Phoenix, and it's Luca and a bunch of his friends. It's yeah. Luca and his friends who are on a Dallas Luka, Mavericks team. Luca and the gang. Luca and the gang. <laughs> um, Worst show ever. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and then they're going to end up yeah. playing a Boston or yeah. Miami team. An exhausted, an exhausted, an exhausted Miami team, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably a pretty. I mean, back to back game seven. It's pretty exhausted Boston team. Mm-hmm. So when you look at like previous runs they've had, where like yeah. their seventy three year win, um, they played yeah. OKC and the Spurs. Right. You know. Their their uh, KD years, the 2018 one, they had to go to Game Seven against Houston. Right. Like they had like some battles in there. I don't really think they've really had to like 
yeah. battle anyone. I mean, the, the toughest series was six games to Memphis right. when Memphis lost John Morant for three games. Like right. that was your uh, the other two series went five. So like <laughs> you're kind of like I don't think yeah. this this has been an extremely difficult run. Now it is always hard to make the run, yeah. but I do think if maybe even if you if you battled Phoenix. Right. Yeah, and you beat Phoenix and gave you a little yeah. something, but I don't think this run was so like not yeah. to like discourage Steve or uh, to discredit Steve Kerr or anything, yeah. but I just don't think like like a lot of people discredit LeBron and those Cavs and Heat years because like oh the East was awful so they just walked right through it, right. and I'm like you could say that if you want or whatever, but I'm gonna say the same thing for Steve Kerr and this Warriors team where I'm like yeah. they were really really good, on but their run the West looked stacked on top, but. Injuries really injuries derailed a yeah. lot of the West yeah. in the quickly. finals quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Like the East, I don't think. No, I thought I, I mean, think the East was relatively was healthy. healthy. Giannis, yeah. I mean, Chris Middleton got hurt, which kind of hurt that Milwaukee hurt in the hard. second yeah. round. But for the most part, Katie and Kyrie were there. James Harden and Joel Embiid. Yeah, they were there. Yeah, were there. yeah that's <laughs> I didn't want to say it. you had to say. Better it. go buy your Kyrie Nike shoes now. Now Yeah, James Harden and Joel Embiid were healthy. Trey Young was healthy. Like everyone was healthy and easy. I think the West kind of took like a dip yeah. and the Warriors were the one team that was like oh we're 100% healthy the whole way so let's talk about the matchups here between Golden State let's start with uh let's start with Boston um I don't know how you feel but as of this recording I have Boston winning this game against I Miami. I do also okay yes. um so I want to start there I do think that and plus they do have home court like I said we're talking in pra- past present tense really because we yeah. by the time you guys hear this you already know the outcome but yeah we'll break down both matchups anyway um Thoughts on how Boston matches up with Golden State? I think Golden State obviously is going to be the favorite. They're going to have home court. Yeah. It's it's going to be an uphill battle for Boston. I don't think Boston's just going to have enough gas. At the yeah, end of the day. I think I think there. Golden State will be the favorite. I, and to be clear, I think Golden State will be either one of these Eastern yes, teams. I, I would agree. With um, that. I do think Boston needs to try to win this series fast, which won't happen because right. I think if it hits Game Six, Game Seven. Now, the nice thing about this series mm-hmm. is it is spread out. Galore. Yeah. I don't know if you looked at the schedule, uh-uh. but their schedule, they go, they start Thursday, June 2nd. They go Thursday, then Sunday, oh. then Tuesday, then okay. Friday, so Sunday, got, Wednesday, Sunday, or something. So they, some so they got like three or four days in between almost every single game they play. Right. So Why is it so drawn out? Because they want to end it on a Sunday. Okay. So like they want game a possible game seven to be on Sunday, yeah. and so because of that they drag everything else out because you know, I think they, you know people work on Mondays, right? NBA, come on, yeah. man. So, but yeah, so they always want game seven on a Sunday right. to try to get the highest ratings if it goes seven. I get it. And yeah, so prime time, all prime time, stuff. and everything. Yep. So um, pop a number before the season's over. Yeah. So that's that's why so that's why it's all spread out so they can have like two or three days in between to get to a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of it being so spread out, I do think it gives it helps. It helps Boston a lot in there yeah. because I think okay, you travel to Golden State on Wednesday or whatever, and you're there for like almost half a week really. But you get to play Thursday. They don't play until Sunday, yeah. so you even have maybe a practice day in between right. if you wanted to practice on Saturday right before right. the game or whatever, yeah, or at least a walk, or at least a walk through, try to figure some stuff out. So I think with all the time that they have, I don't think rest is like the biggest issue in the series. But I do think back to back game sevens having to go. To Golden State, who plays back-to-back game fives, is going to right. gives Golden State that slight edge. Let me let me ask but. you a question here about Golden State, though, as as they go into this series as well, right? As a, I'm going to reference the Detroit Tigers here and the fact that the last two times they've gone to the World Series, they swept the team in the ALCS, right, and they came back and bit them in the ass. Now, obviously, basketball and baseball completely different timing, everything flow. But are is there any concern if you're a Golden State fan that okay, we've been sitting here now? Just waiting for 
Miami or Boston to, to wrap this yeah. thing up. And now we're going to start, you know, this Wednesday or, th- or whatever. And we got to get locked in again yeah. rather than like we've been in the we've been in the grind. So it's just kind of we're just going to keep going. Keep yeah. your head down. We've had a week off. Mm-hmm. So I think I think again I think I don't think there's any worry against Miami. I think yeah. they'll come out with Miami. I think Boston being so physical defensively, yeah. I do think they might start off slow mm-hmm. against Boston, okay. which could which could help Boston maybe yeah. steal the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's I mean it's I think I think I think regardless. it's gonna be tough task regardless. I think it seems so good that even if like Steph's not on, mm-hmm. Clay is on, on or Jordan Poole's on. on or Andrew mm-hmm. Wiggins is on or who like they have so many guys that can get on and then whenever that guy gets going, yeah. they find a way to feed him. Right. They always find like when Clay starts when Clay hits two threes three threes in a row, it's like, okay, we're feeding it to Clay. Right. Get the ball to Clay out, whatever right. it takes. Right, so right. they're yeah. really good at that aspect of it. So talk to me about Miami here. Give me, you know, if they win this series, you know, what are you expecting from them? You know, Spolstra, one of the better coaches yeah. in the league, right? Jimmy Butler going off, having one, having a moment, mm-hmm. you know, in Game Six. Um, I think that Miami, they, I don't think they have enough firepower no. to keep up, and I think that's going to be automatically the. Fun. I think they play solid defense. Mm-hmm. I don't think they play like phenomenal defense like they did in the bubble, but like I think they play really good defense. But I just don't think they have enough firepower to be able to withstand that. 17 to 3 run that happens in yeah. like two minutes. You and, know what I mean? and the problem is, I think Boston does that a lot to them yes. already. Yes. And if Boston can do that to right. you, yeah, you know you the, the Warriors. The shooters in the league are going to pick you apart. pick you apart. Yeah. And I don't think Miami, like once Miami gets down like 12, it's over. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not. You don't have the firepower to yeah, come back, right. and so I don't think. I think that's what Golden State's mindset gets them. I think Boston has a mindset of like we can go down ten, mm-hmm. and we can slowly fight our way yeah. back if they don't go on a run. Do you think that it helps that I think Jason Tatum has that ability, and I think is a overall better basketball player than Jimmy Butler. Like Tatum yeah. has the ability, and I know, I know everyone's like, well, we just saw Jimmy Butler do it, but like I'm more on a concern. Like Tatum, the world revolves around Jason Tatum in Boston. It does, right? Yeah. Like that's the thing. Jimmy Butler, while he is the best player on that team, he's not. There's not as big of a gap between Jimmy Butler and the rest of the starting five. Yeah. There's a pretty solid gap between Jason Tatum and even Brown. Like mm-hmm. I like Jalen Brown a lot, but like there is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Jason Tatum is a, is a stud. He's a workhorse type guy. Yeah. So do you think that that's part of it as well? Is that all right? You got Steph. You got Clay. All right, we got Jason Tatum. Or mm-hmm. Jason Tatum's gonna hit a clutch three going to get us back in single digits, and now it's a basketball game again. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think. I think Tatum uh, does better at, like, leading his charge. Yeah. And we saw in game six against Milwaukee where he was like, nope, just follow me, game. guys. I got you guys. Right. Like, right. game six, I'll take this one over. And then game seven, they played as a team and able to beat Milwaukee in that series. Um, I don't think Miami – I don't think Jimmy Butler has just the talent around him to go right, that's what I'm saying. To, yeah. to, to do that where Kyle it's Lowry's like – Kyle Lowry is not Kyle Lowry three yeah. years ago. Like if Jimmy Butler isn't putting up 45, yeah. they have a lot of trouble winning games. And for how fatigued like Jimmy Butler is at this point, like I don't know if he's going to survive. Jimmy Butler plays defense. And, yeah. and, and Mike's, Mike has always maintained this, and I think it's such a, a great observation for people that are just kind of casually watching this. You can't do both. No. You can't put forth max 100% effort on offense because you got to put up 40 and at the same time play lockdown defense. Yeah. It's not possible. No. It's not possible to go balls to the wall the entire time because you're going to be gassed by quarter three. Mm-hmm. It's just not a thing. So you got to pick and choose your spots when you want to be explosive on yeah. either side of the ball. So I think that's part where Miami's going to be really struggling 
to on the outside in the perimeter, especially, it's like, man, I got to. Yeah. I mean, I think the the one saving grace I think both teams have is I think you could put Tatum or Mm -hmm. Jimmy Butler on Klay Thompson, Mm -hmm. who's a very stationary player. And I think that does help a lot where it's like, Clay Thompson usually just sits in the perimeter and just sits there Mm -hmm. and maybe moves up and down the perimeter, but he's not running around the court Mm -hmm. trying to, like, get open like Steph does. Right. So I think you can, like, especially for Boston's sake, Mm -hmm. you could put Marcus Smart, who is the defensive player of the year this year, on Steph Curry and then put Tatum on Clay Thompson. And you're like, okay, you have your best offensive player kind of doing his own thing on Clay, who can usually just stand there, maybe even take a break on a couple possessions that Clay's not doing anything, and can work more on offense. Same thing with Miami, except Miami doesn't have that Marcus Smart really to kind of. They'll they'll probably end up putting or Kyle Lowry on Steph Curry, which isn't like that's not good. Because but there's not a lot of other options you have at that point. Max Struess can go on him, I guess, or something. Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, like you know what I mean. Like those are your options at guard to put on Steph Curry. So I don't think they have just like that option. So it might end up having to be Jimmy Butler, Mm -hmm. and then Jimmy Butler chasing around Steph Curry, also trying to put up 45, just won't happen. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. All right, give me game predictions here. Um, Golden State versus Boston. Who yeah. you got winning? How many? Games? Uh, Golden State in uh, six against Boston. Okay. Five against Miami. All right. So Golden State's going to be your new NBA champion. You heard it here first. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're somehow back to it. So yeah, town good. to town zone. Whatever. They're a really good basketball Let's team. Let's shift focus here a little bit here. Let's go to the squared circle. Lots of wrestling talk. Before we get to NXT in your house and WWE telling the cell shows, though, yeah. um, we missed this last week because – I think Double or Nothing was like clear in our path, and we were like, oh, we're yeah, ready for Double or Nothing. Um, but kind of something that's kind of happened in the WWE world here is Sasha Banks and Naomi, former WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, um, basically left. They were like, hard pass. We out. Yep. Um, gave the titles up. They are now vacant. Um, long story short, didn't like the creative that they were pitched in a six-pack challenge where they were both basically planned to challenge the individual Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions at the next pay-per-view where they're both scheduled to lose and their point of contention was well you put us in a tag team we'd like to be a tag team and try to elevate the women's tag division and instead you're going to have us both just lose straight up to the women's raw and so it makes the tag titles and us look not as good hurts the division doesn't really do anything for the women's champions either Mm -hmm. doesn't make a lot of sense Um, and Vince and creative was like no this is what we're doing and they went all right, well then we're out and that's pretty much the extent of what we've got going on right now. Now, this is not the first time that Sasha Banks has went MIA. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of speculation that she just wants to go to AEW, which I wouldn't be shocked by that. However, I, there's no way WWE's going to let her go. No. She's suspended, so that contract's just going to keep running. So, And Naomi, same way, when you have these walkouts, all the, we've heard it a million times, they just freeze your contract. You get hurt, we're just going to freeze your contract. You're going to get paid, mm-hmm. but we're going to freeze it, and then you can't just, when your time is done, no, I've got six more months because you're out on the show. Yeah. Happened with Jeff Hardy before they just outright released him and stuff like that. So give me your thoughts, Mike, on the walkout. Um, I do think it's impactful because I do think that both Naomi and Sasha are, are key contributors to the mm-hmm. women's division, Sasha especially, mm-hmm. but I don't want to take anything away from Naomi, former women's champion. She's got a lot to yeah. offer. Um and she's married to one of the Usos. So that's got something to play with it as well. Usos are a high-standing. High Roman Reigns is, you know, the guy there. Mm-hmm. So there's all that playing on as well. Thoughts on the walkout? 
do you think they should even keep the women's tag titles anymore? Like, there's a lot of things that are running through my mind. Like, Maybe you just kind of take the L and yeah. just kind of say, you know what? We tried, but we just don't have the depth mm-hmm. of talent right now to kind of warrant these. Yeah. I mean, I'll be I'll be honest. I don't think they should have women's tag team champions in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, I just don't. Yeah, like you said, I don't think they have the depth for it. Yeah. But I do. I, I am on the side of Sasha and Naomi because I do. Oh, I just think the booking was kind of stupid like when it yeah. came out like that where it was like this is the what the plan mm-hmm. was i was like yeah that's a terrible plan and if you know sasha like especially mm-hmm. not even me i think naomi kind of more along went along with it but she probably disagreed with it too but like sasha is a very big into like yeah, prestige she yeah. and she cares a lot yeah. about what mm-hmm. she's doing and so when she gets pitched something like that that she doesn't agree with i'm not like shocked that she left well, um, let me ask but, you this though because i and in one sense of that, I agree with you. However, the report came out that they met with Vince, mm-hmm. and Vince, you know, took their, you know, concerns under advisement and went, "Listen, we're this is the way we're gonna go." Mm-hmm. Right? I do think, as much as I, I would agree with you that I do think that at the end of the day, like you have to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah. At some point, though, you are a contracted performer, mm-hmm. and when you you've made your argument to the man. Mm-hmm. And he still goes, I understand, but this is the way we need to go. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a little bit of, I think you need to do it. Like, I understand wanting to leave and not thinking it's the right thing to do, and maybe you can have issues later on. But to just leave, and then when you're, A, you're contracted, and B, you made your argument. Like, mm-hmm. you, you tried. Like, it's not like one of those things where you just sat and festered. Like, you pitched it, you took it under advisement, and you went, no, this is the way we're going to go. I don't necessarily think it's the most professional thing in the world to just no. go. Well, I don't. I'm not happy, so I'm just gonna bail. Well, that's what a lot of people that, do that's, now. That's, that's setting, and we're gonna talk about that in a yeah. second. But that's setting a really bad precedent. Yeah. For future issues for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so, on one hand, I'm shocked the WWE has acknowledged it the way they have. I don't think oh, they've yeah. necessarily handled it the best either on no. like TV. Oh God, um, no. But at the same time, I do feel like you put them in a little bit of a bind. Because, especially with the motto of when you advertise something and you can't deliver on that, and you try to deliver something better, and they and they couldn't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like now you really put everybody, and you're hurting the fans at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, any thought to that as at all? Because that, like I was kind of torn because I was like, on one hand, I go, yeah, this creative sucks, mm-hmm. makes no sense, none whatsoever. Yeah. I think the creative they're going with now is actually better. Yeah, it is. Great, we got a great triple threat match. We're going to talk about here in a second. Yeah. So I don't understand why we couldn't just. Do that got there yeah. anyway. Um, well, that's why that's see that was the annoying yeah. part though is yeah. like so they right. pitched they pitched this idea like whatever they pitched. I don't know why they needed to be in it in the first place. That was that was so opinion. that was initially that was my yeah. thing too was why are you in this anyway? You right. don't need to be you're in. You're, women's you're, tag you're, you're like, a tag team. Like if you had a six pack challenge today, you're not gonna put the Usos in a six pack challenge. Yep, I agree. Thousand like percent. it's stupid, yep. and then you're not gonna have them both lose also like yeah. individually. You're gonna have them both win to get world title shots to then lose to whoever to, the world to whoever the world champs. That's stupid. So like originally it's just a dumb idea i agree with you. In, in general yes um but i think it's weird that like they go to vince they pitch this idea right it's yeah. like okay this is what i think we should do instead yeah. vince takes into consideration decides to go no, no no we're gonna stick with our plan so then they walk out just to be vince go all right i guess we're gonna have to make this other idea which is better, better right i was like yeah. i was like so at that point it's like you could have just been like yeah okay we'll take that and you know what maybe we'll change a little bit of it right. and we'll just go to this different way right. yeah. and now you'd still have Sasha and Naomi on TV but also now your thing is better like I think if they did something and it was just so much worse yeah 
than what right. like yeah, the idea right. that was given. Like if they if they were bringing up NXT people that no one knew and they were right. like if it was so bad yeah. that I'd be like okay well, yeah. maybe right. maybe this is bad. But when their idea is now better because yeah. they did it, I'm like maybe they have yeah. a point. It's it's tough. Um, it's one of those. It's hairy. It's a hairy situation. I know that every anti WWE person is like, yeah, screw them. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things where, as much as I understand it, yeah, there is a point to be like, listen, this is what we need you to do, mm-hmm. and you need to be a professional, and you just need to go and uh, yeah. accomplish the goal at the end. Yeah. Of the so it's it's a it is a very much a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of situation. Which kind of brings me up now to yeah. the other thing that we just got. Which last is really night. funny because you bring up the ah, oh, these AEW fans yeah. are like ah, yeah. screw WWE, right. and, and now, now it's like yeah, the exactly. same thing happens to them the next right. week. Exactly. So we got the report right, Mike, that MJF basically just went hard pass on a meet and greet mm-hmm. uh, at AEW Fan Fest. Um, so people that paid money to go see him had to be reimbursed and or they apparently got diverted to other people. I don't know how. I mean, like this is when they were like. It's Sting! <laughs> um, but did not show up for his scheduled meet and greet. Uh, apparently has not been in con- communication with AEW officials as of this recording. And now tonight, as of this, uh, we're recording this on a Sunday, so double or nothing has yeah. yet to happen. Obviously, if he's not on the show, that's huge. But anyway, right now, though, it is not known if he will be on double or nothing. Uh, oh, so we have some well, I don't. I don't have, like, breaking news. Okay, okay. Kind of okay. Okay. So according to Wrestling News yeah. Twitter, he's it, in Vegas. Yeah, he is in Vegas. Yeah. But AEW deletes the tweet that's hyping the MJF and Wardlow match. Oh boy. Okay. So it's not even like on their AEW yeah, page boy. anymore. That's not. So great. that is not the that's best. Not good news. No. And um, so, yeah. So uh, that's what a lot of people are talking about right now is people are saying it could be nothing, could be something, but they just deleted the tweet an hour ago, which right. is at ten thirty or so. Yeah. Uh, hyping up this match, so it's it's weird because it's your marquee match, mm-hmm. when you're probably your three pillar matches that yep, you're for sure. selling we'll this about that last And week if you're that, just yep. and if you're just deleting it all over from all your social medias, yikes! I think that's could be a sign. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a second, but I want to let's go back to MGF. Yeah, but first, yeah, MGF. Um, so yeah, so he he misses meet and greet, and then basically he's in Vegas. Apparently, someone spotted him at Mandalay Bay playing slots, which I think is hilarious. He's just sitting there chilling. Um. You know, we've we've talked a little bit about how MJF has been unhappy with his contract, and there's apparently there's been a lot of negotiating that's been broken down over the last couple months. Tony Khan has commented on it. MJF is taking every possible liberty to mention it as often as he can. Um, but again, another situation. Not happy with the situation. I'm just not going to show up now. Mm-hmm. And for a guy who's looking to get paid and looking for an extension and to get a raise. I don't know how this works at all mm-hmm. for, for MJF, like at all. This to me is like, I feel like is a power play move where you don't really have any chips because, okay, say AEW goes fine. You don't want to be here. You're gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Doesn't renew his contract. Is WWE going to immediately now I'm sure WWE have a conversation with them. That's smart business to do so. Mm-hmm. But is you think you think WWE is just gonna walk up to him and go, oh, you want 1.5 per year? Oh yeah, let's give that to a guy who, who on Twitter, publicly voiced his displeasure with his current contract. Mm-hmm. Then, no showed a live event basically to meet fans, mm-hmm. which puts the company to bad light. And now potentially has a marquee pay per view match canceled. That's your track record that you've now built. Mm-hmm. WWE, a corporately or a uh, publicly traded company that is 
very skews to their children audience that you know is all about delivering for the fans and you deliver what you, you advertise and if you can't deliver that you deliver something better mm-hmm. there's no way that this helps them in wwe standing as much as wwe would love to sign them be like oh good another star from AEW coming here now it's a terrible play i think it's i think it's a terrible move by mjf mm-hmm. to do this yeah, I don't think I think this one looks this bad. way worse than the Sasha yeah, one. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. Because I think I think the difference between like the Sasha one mm-hmm. is it happens well before, the sh- time. like uh, way yeah, ahead of time. Before Raw, and it's before yeah, it's before Raw, and you're mad about the creative right. of what you're doing. Yeah. I think this MGF one is tough because it's happening that like hours before pay per view. Yeah, and um. you've like you voiced it already through the weeks like the build to this has been a lot to do yeah with the contract like he's brought up the contract thing like three or four times in promos and stuff yeah so and now you people have like you you had fans who paid i think it was like a hundred dollars a meet and greet right and it was sold out meet and greet to you to just be like sorry i'm just not gonna go i think that's like terrible look Yes, because like Sasha's like, oh, I didn't go to a Monday Night Raw. Right. Yeah. You, I was advertised. I get it, but you had time to pivot. Yeah, and you pivoted and, and changed something. Line. This has been built for months, and now you have people investing their time and money. And from an from a company perspective, you go, dude, I got I got five hundred people that paid to meet you. Yeah. And now I got to either refund these people or I got to okay maybe go talk to the Hardys or something. We'll give you a coup comp for that, but. Then I have to go, well, shit, how the hell am I going to promote you now? How can I do this? This yeah. is such a bad look for AEW. That's not AEW's fault, by the way. No, this is not nothing that could they could have done outside of, I guess, paying him a boatload of money. But at the same time, what's my incentive? You signed a contract. I have yeah. no incentive right now yeah. to pay you that. I think this is a this, this is a power play move if the, if you want to call it that it's a terrible look for MGF. Yeah. I think I, so so from the MGF looking yeah. at both sizes. I think yeah. from the MGF perspective, I think if he wants to stay with AEW, who who knows what he if he right. wants to yeah, or we not. Have no idea. We do, you have no idea. Right. But if he wants to stay with AEW and wants a big contract, I think the idea is I want to put Tony Khan under like the most quick pressure that you can mm-hmm. is Hey, if you don't sign me today, mm-hmm. I'm not showing up to this pay per view that you right. uh, that I'm signed up for. Which that's a ballsy move. Which is a very ballsy move. <laughs> and I think with other promoters yeah. who aren't as like quick and like think other mm-hmm. things through, like I'm not I'm not saying that Vince wouldn't be able to just like come up with something on the fly and change this. But yeah. to, as of like what we've seen from Vince, I don't think he would be able to like pull the string around and figure something. I think Tony Khan he couldn't pull with this with Vince. No offense. No, no offense. Tony like, Khan, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. Ultimate Warrior held up Vince McMahon for hundreds of thousands of dollars. He was able to convince Warrior and then fired him. Yeah. It's a totally different set of circumstances. Yeah. But continue. But I think I think Tony Khan with his long term booking yeah. can just go I guess we'll just put Wardlow into something else. Yeah. And I think you could make it work. Like you could have you could have Wardlow walk out, mm-hmm. do the ten count because MGF doesn't show up. Fans go nuts, oh, and maybe he gets a world title match on Wednesday. Or I'll, do you you know, one, you... I'll do you one better. I think Tony Khan could walk out at the beginning of the show and go, "I'm gonna." Uh, Paul Heyman did it with Sabu. Yeah, he went. He he didn't want to come here. He did not want to come here for you. Yeah, because of other things that are happening on backstage, and I think that's where MJF I think is a little misguided here because it is. You're here's the thing. You don't you want to get paid? You're not happy with your financial situation. Whatever. I I get that. Go get that bag. Mm-hmm. 
But now, when you start screwing with the fans, yeah. and you start no-showing those sorts of things, and you start hurting the product, you're putting Tony Khan in a, all right, fine, I guess this is the way it's going to be, and yeah. now you're going to come out the bad guy. Yeah. Because Tony Khan's like, yeah, you know what? You're not going to get that match tonight. But you know what you are going to get? You're going to get Wardlow versus name a guy, right, in a street fight. And, That's what I mean. And, like, and we're going to put on a banger-ass show now. And all we're going to do is we're going to forget about you. That's And that's my point yeah. is, yeah. and now, like, you could throw him into, if you want to, instead of doing this trios yeah. uh, thing, yeah. you could put Scorpio Sky and Wardlow yep. for a TNT match instead, yep. Yep. have him win the TNT title, and now you're rolling. You know, yes. like, there's, there's a what? At the end of the day, the, even if even if they just want Wardlow comes out, right? If Punk wins the title, is anyone going to be talking about MJF? Nope. No. They're going to be talking about Punk on the title. Yeah. It's, and then, it's that simple. And then on Wednesday, if yep. if he if honestly if Punk came out, swear to God, and yep. goes, you know what, Warlow, I feel bad for you. I'll give you a world right. title match yeah, right now. Exactly. No matter. one cares. No one cares. And so, I just you know this is a really bad, and this hurts the company a ton because yeah. as as we know, AEW is the is the alternative right to WWE, yeah. but they are so fan centric. They right? are so they, they are like they listen to the online community, the people like us that break this shit down. Um, they are so about heavy fan interest. Now, is their reach as wide as WWE? No. But they they have a loyal fan base mm-hmm. that pays attention to everything. We're there with them on their long-term booking, mm-hmm. right? We understand the arcs. And so to then do this, once again, if you're Tony Khan, you go, listen, you asshole. I have spent months of television time building this angle for you. And now you're just gonna screw. You're not screwing me. Tony Khan's like, I'm a billionaire. There's, yeah. you're not hurting Tony Khan's bottom line. Yeah. AEW's already is not. I don't. I can't imagine it's profitable yet. But either way, no, I don't he's, think so. He's got money to burn. Okay, yeah. he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Okay. All you're doing is making it to where the fans are going. Nope. Hard pass. You you gave up on us. You hurt us mm-hmm. because of others of situations that were out of our control, the fans' control. You want to have that argument with Tony Khan? Fine. But at the end of the day, when you're advertised, you, you go out there and perform. Yeah. Because you're contractually obligated. You want to be done after this show? You want to come out there, lay down in the middle of the ring, have Wardlow pin you, and then you leave? Fine. Mm-hmm. But at least we got the match in the ring. Mm-hmm. We got what was done. You did business. Yeah. It's a terrible, terrible look for, for MJF. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very interested to see where it goes. He shows up. He's going to get booed out of the building. Yeah. And not in a good way. No, not in like a... Not in like we, a, we, we, we don't we, like you we, because the story dictates that we're supposed to and we... Yeah. Because you have heat. This is boo. boo. You're, yeah, you're, you're an asshole. Yeah, you're, you're a terrible person. Yeah, kind exactly. of boo. Like and that's, yeah. A, that's like a next level boo. Yeah. And I would love to, to come out and say that this is like all work and just be like, oh, this is just going to build so much heat yeah. on MGF. But I don't even think MGF could like... Plan for this kind of heat to come, yeah. and it's not. Um, a, it's not. And good. It's not good heat either. You you have heat. You don't need this. This is not yeah. the way to do this. But I digress. Yeah. I think. I think the, the worst part is. I think like if if the thing of the fans paying like a hundred dollars to see, like if that was in the case, yeah. and you were just like, oh, I might not show no show this. I think it could be a work. Yeah. I think the fan 
like yeah, access of it, paid. but people, people paid, paid to see yeah. you. I think that's the worst part There's of it. There's no way AEW could be that where they're like, oh, we're really going to swerve them here, where we're going to have people pay their money to not meet you. Yeah, that's going to go we're, well because they're yeah, and then and you know then we're going to refund all their tickets or whatever yeah. just for you to come out and right. just for everyone and, to hate yeah. you even more. There's no that, that, way that's the that dumbest be. business sense ever. Yeah. It reminds me of a conversation that Bubba Ray Dudley said when he first signed with WWE. And he said he told Vince he's like, well, we're heels, so like, we don't do fee- we don't do meet and greets, we don't do we don't sign fans stuff, we don't yeah. take pictures with people. And Vince said, you're gonna take pictures, you're gonna do the meet and greets, you're mm-hmm. gonna smile, you're yeah. gonna have merchandise, and you're and and yeah. and and Bubba was like, yep, you're damn right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like actually, yes, we are. He goes, you can be the baddest heels ever. But when you're advertised at WrestleMania access for a meet and greet, you're gonna be yeah. You're, you know what I mean? You're gonna be respectful, and you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like, it's just one of those things where it's like everybody's in on it. It's yeah. a work, mm-hmm. right? I you know he's not a terrible person in real life. I get that, but in character he is, and that's the fun of it. So it's bad. It's not good. It's a. I think it's a terrible misplay. You're, yeah. you're, it's not if he was. Uh, there's no good scenario where this works out. In my mind, because this doesn't make Tony Khan go. Hold on, let me hurry up and go get you signed on the dotted line so you don't miss a fan access again. Yeah, it's not. Yikes, not good. All right, let's shift here. Let's talk about some other yikes. Let's talk NXT in your house (laughs) first. Let's hurry up and get through this because this is not going to be great. I think this is going to be a tale of two shows. I think there's a top half of the show which will be okay, and I think there's a bottom half of the show which is going to be brutal. Yes, sir. Let's see. Let's pull this bad boy up. Yeah. And uh, see what's going on. And see in your house. In your house. 2022. This should be a. It's a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, too, that uh, it looks like NXT is actually going to be going back on the road. So be on the lookout for live event tickets there. Um, as me and Mike have seen, uh, NXT live events are not great. But and we went to a, we went to like a stack. Yeah, we went to a stack shows and they still weren't great. So I can't imagine what these shows are going to give you. Not but, good. But anyway, let's but hey, you know what? The Creed Brothers might be on that show. So I do I, like the Creed Brothers. I am a fan. I am a fan. All right, we open with the 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 final of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. So sure. We have Tiffany Strat Stratton and Roxanne Perez. Yeah, you know the famous. The uh, famous. Roxanne Perez is winning this match, by the way. Formerly known as Roxy from Ring of Honor, she's the former Ring of Honor World Champion. Um, the inaugural Ring of Honor yeah. Women's World Champion. Well, they had the old Women of Honor title before that, so yeah. But that's, anyway, that's yeah. what I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it says on yeah. here. So. I listen to Wikipedia. I swear. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I got I got her winning. Okay, sure. Um, I have. Let me look at who. Don't be mad at us for skimming through these pretty quickly. Who is okay? I even have a picture of the other chick, so we're I'm, I'm picking um yeah. I'm picking Roxanne. Well, I think too. she's a I think she's a fill in too for the other girl who got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I don't remember her name at the moment. It's escaping me. They, they've introduced so many new characters in like a three month. I, I get lost yeah. sometimes. Like uh, the main ones I'm with, but like this whole new tournament, I'm like I don't. There's so I many names. I have no idea. There's just so many names. Yeah, it's hard are. to keep track. Uh, we got Mandy Rose. Champion taking out Wendy Cho Mandy for Rose. the NXT Women's Title. Mandy, Mandy Rose. Rose will win because yeah. I think know. it's going to wind up being her and uh, the uh, chick from NXT UK that just changed her name to uh, Rhea Fire or whatever her name is. Yeah, she's be the new whatever Keely Ray basically. But anyway, okay. <laughs> Oh boy. There's a lot there. Okay. Uh, we got the tra- Toxic Attraction taking on Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Katana Chance is 
Casey Catanzaro's name who, change, if you yeah. did not know. Yeah. Well, I do love Casey Catanzaro, but only on American Ninja Warrior. I don't watch a lot of her NXT stuff. She's not good. That's why. Uh, yeah, Toxic Attraction. Right Toxic Attraction. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I like that. All right. Uh, we I get do it. actually like Gigi Dolan and JC Jane as a tag team, by the way. I do think they've actually worked really well together. Mm-hmm. I like the Toxic Attraction like stable. Yeah. I, I think it really works, quite yeah. frankly. I would be a um, big fan if they kind of just mixed both no of these women's tag tails and no just kind of because that was originally what it was going to be is they were going to go through yes, all three brands I know, and i don't know why they and just didn't but do that. but now they have like nxc specific we're going to keep them we just need one version of them yeah I'm totally cool with that yeah i'm i'm you know what i just end up being a big fan of just one version of every title in like your division well especially so like, because you see you're like man if you had one title we've got nine teams when we've got two titles we've got four, four and four and you're like no. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. work as well. All right. Uh, NXT North American Championship match. We got Cameron Grimes taking on Carmelo Hayes, which feels like for the 100th time. Because yeah. I feel like every time we talk I about these NXT. Ma- I thought Solo Sokol was in this match. And you were like, no. And I was like, oh, I'll be damned. So, yeah, yeah Cameron, Cameron Grimes retains. Yeah, Cameron, Cameron Grimes retains. I feel there's no reason for Carmelo Hayes to win. Honestly, Carmelo Hayes should just go to like that, SmackDown. I think Carmelo Hayes is going to wind up, I think, going to be challenging for the the NXT title. Oh, okay. That's I think that's yeah, I forgot, I forgot, for I forgot about that. But yeah, yeah, but he should be doing uh, something else other than this. North I agree stuff. with you. Yeah, I think this match is going to be really good, um, given the time. But yeah, I think Cameron Grimes retains here. Yeah. All right, let's get in these two bigger ones because I, I, I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually like relatively excited mm-hmm. for these two. Yeah. So we got the the pretty deadly yeah. Elton Prince and and Kit Wilson. Yeah. So yeah, the Creed brothers. Yes, we sir. all just love. I do love to the death. Creed brothers. Yeah. So I'm just gonna take the Creed brothers get a title. They had a couple here. really good bangers against uh, the Viking. Raiders or the War Raiders, whatever the hell they're called now. Um, they had some really good matches there. I thought that really elevated them in terms of like, okay, like here we go. Yeah. Like I think it helped having guys that were much more experienced mm-hmm. really allowed them to shine. Um, I'm a little nervous with the way the storyline's going with like Roderick Strong kind of getting in their way and mm-hmm. like helping them, but they don't want it in the same way. So that's a little bit concerning for me. But I think this is the time to crown the Creed brothers. Quite frankly, um, I mean they're the best team in NXT, and I don't really think it's close. <clears throat> and our main event, we will have Braun Breaker facing Joe Gacy for the NXT Championship with the stipulation if Breaker is disqualified, he will lose the championship. So that's going to play a part in this somehow. I think the real question is... Does it matter? <laughs> do, one, does it matter? And two, is this just an easy way to get the title off of Braun Breaker so he moves it to the main roster? I think I it's like the main question. I don't think but I don't Gacy's think he's, the guy. No, I don't think Joe Gacy's the guy to take the title here. I think it's going to wind up... I think. I think the entire commentary team is, he, he's got to be careful. He's going to get disqualified. <clears throat> Excuse me. All that. But I don't think it's actually going to wind up playing a factor into it at the end of the day. And I think Breaker just retains. Nope. Gacy's, his, <coughs> excuse me, I'm dying over here. Um, his character doesn't really speak to me as like he needs the title. Yeah. So like it, this doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I got Breaker retaining all right, that's our NXT show. <coughs> we were just having a straight banger of a show here with yeah. my one and a half matches I'm excited for. Yeah, I just, this is not great. It's not good. I, it's one of those things where I'm like, eh, we could put forth better efforts. I don't know. All right, let's get to Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell, which I don't at this point necessarily think it's like that much better, but it's, it is slightly better. Yeah. Uh, we So I have four matches here. 
Yeah. I don't know if you have anything else that you've seen on the TV show. Yeah, I don't know I, if the Usos have a tag match planned up or seen, if uh, I, I don't know if Orton's legit hurt or not. Too. Yeah. Um, if we'll, we'll talk about some potential hypotheticals. Yeah. If, let's if, go through these if Ricochet first. or Austin Theory are ever going to defend their titles ever again, um, I have a theory about that actually that I want to okay. talk about. But All right, we're, so we're going to hit off with Kevin Owens taking out Ezekiel, who is uh, what's his face? The not Elias. Guy. Not Elias. Yeah, My not bad. Elias. He's not actually yeah. Elias. Come on, Mike. What is um, the storyline? Um, who? knows who's gonna win this one probably i actually think Ezekiel's, Ezekiel's gonna, gonna win yeah here. and here's how i see it playing out because i'm a genius is owens is gonna hit the stunner okay right and then lights are gonna go out for a second and then you're gonna hear a guitar strum mm-hmm. and then you're gonna he's like oh I, he's like i can't believe it because he keeps thinking that it's elias and then ezekiel rolls him up and beats him that's how I see that it. Was, that was really in-depth yeah. for, for a non-title single match. But, you know, here. because they've dedicated so much yeah. time to it, right? And that's fine. I don't understand Ezekiel's gear at all, like the yeah. weird pinky color he's yeah. got going on. I don't get that portion of it. But um, with that being said, I do think it's an easy way because it's a little bit more of – it's a lighter feud when it comes to, like, from a seriousness perspective. Mm-hmm. And you can tell Owens is having a lot of fun doing yeah. what he's doing out there. So I think it's an easy way where Ezekiel can get a big win. But it doesn't really hurt Owens because he was distracted. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it keeps both guys strong. I got you. Um, we have a two-on-one handicap match. You got MVP and Omos taking on Bobby Lashley. I'm ready for this dude to be gone forever. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't care. Does that count as a prediction? Uh, I need a one side or the other, Rob. <laughs> uh, I'll go Bobby Lashley because. Sure. I'll take your advice. Okay. <laughs> See, here's the, these are the kind of feuds that WWE does. Yeah. That I can't stand. The that's ones where like there's no stakes. We're just doing it to do see, it. See, that's what like you know what I mean. I, like for the God critique of it. AEW that tries yeah. to use, I feel like there's never are as bad as this. Like they yeah. never put like except for Big Show QT. Mark. Yeah, that was that, that was, was bad. That, that was, was the worst. One that was by, by far, far the worst yeah. one. But I normally, agree. like even when you look at Double or Nothing, they add like Darby out and then Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. You're like it's at least that's like fine. No story, but it's a good match. It could be a good match. Like none of these I ever fought. Like Bobby Lashley and Omos, I just go. I just don't care. I understand the purpose of it. I I do. Yeah. Get Omos right as this big guy. He's not a great talker. A because you can't stand up, but like. Having MVP there, I understand it. Yes. I just these are the one these are the kind of feuds where I'm just kind of like, all right, next. Yes. Because I just don't long term too. There are certain guys that you can see that come on your television screen and you go, yep, that guy's got something. Mm-hmm. Omos, as big as he is, I don't necessarily look at him and go, he's future main event world champion material. Oh yeah. You look I, at Bobby Lashley when he debuted, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. That, that's a guy in the future who's going to be something, right? Yeah. It's just the that's the feel for me. All right. Before we get to these big two, yeah. you want to you throw in what you were? So, yeah. So, I got a couple of different things here. So, first off is I'm a little bit confused on what WWE is doing with Gunther and uh, his buddy. Mm-hmm. Are they a tag team? They beat uh, uh, Ricochet and Drew Gulak in a tag match on SmackDown. I'm really hoping that they're just setting up for Ricochet versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Gunther title. Just wins it. And Gunther just beats the crap out of him. Yeah. Because... I am of the opinion right now, more than ever, right now, WWE needs to put some freaking emphasis on their mid-card titles yeah, again. I'm also, With Roman being off. Yeah, that's why. Holy mother of God. Like, you need legit. Like, I think Theory as U.S. champion is not terrible. Mm-mm. Because I do think he's got ability. He can talk. He's a young guy. I'm kind of okay, especially on the Raw side when you've got guys like Edge and AJ doing their feuds and Cody and Seth and stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got enough meat on the bone where you don't need a title involved right yeah. so i'm okay with that 
But on the SmackDown side, as, as talented as they are, I feel like they don't have a lot of storylines going on right now outside of Roman. Mm-hmm. So it's like having that Intercontinental Championship mean something. I'm sorry, but Ricochet has done nothing for the Intercontinental title because the Intercontinental title doesn't mean anything. They need somebody who is a badass to have that championship mm-hmm. and to give me solid, you know, good work for the next six months. Yeah. And I think Gunther's like a perfect guy yeah. for that. I agree. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm really hoping that they're going to spin Gunther into... I don't necessarily know if it's going to be for Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping as God, like with all my heart that Gunther winds up winning the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. I think that's a huge shot in there. Because I, mean, I thought, you know, when we had the AJs and like Jeff Hardy and Sami Zayn, I felt like, okay, maybe we're starting to pay mm-hmm. attention a little bit more to the IC title. And then we've lost all momentum. Yep. And now it's like Ricochet holding the title. Nothing against Ricochet. I think he's a phenomenal athlete. I think he's great in the ring. But he's just the most boring, like, vanilla yeah. guy ever. He's like, it's funny because he is perfect for, like, New Japan and, yes, and PWG. Yeah, you just have to talk. He just walks out in the best of Super Juniors and just puts yes. on a banger and leaves. And that's totally cool. But, but when like, you have to, like, man. talk a little bit, it's it's not fun. Like, it's just more, like, I would much rather just Sami Zayn be Intercontinental Champion right now. Oh, because yeah. Because at least he's entertaining and we get good content. Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess Baron Johnny Knox will win the title, but still, I digress. Anyway, so that's my, that's kind of my thing on the IC title. The US, I don't really think there's a direction yet, and I think there needs to be one. Yeah. But I do think that they have enough talent where they can they can start to infuse that a little bit. I just think yeah. it needs to be on TV, and I think the title needs to be on the line more. I think just, yes. just, I don't care if there's no build at this point, because you need to kind of rebuild the equity in the championship. Just have matches on TV. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine, ten minutes. Just give me a mm-hmm. ten minute t- US title match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are so, we are we getting an uh, an edge and I don't thing? here's the thing I don't know I I wouldn't be shocked to see it the the problem is it's it's very much like before we talk about Cody and Rollins it's kind of the same thing yeah Edge has won both times yeah. I don't I don't imagine that okay if they do a Hell in the Cell match or they do a third one there's no way Edge is not going to win this because mm-hmm. y- you're trying to yeah. establish this new faction yeah. so it's kind of like you're damned if you do damned if you don't mm-hmm. now if they wanted to do Maybe um, like a a six man, which mm-hmm. I could foresee happening with Finn, AJ, and, and Liv Manny, Morgan. And Liv Morgan, yeah, yeah, with yeah with Rhea, um, yeah. you know, that's what I mean. Like, right, they, yeah. yeah, I think I there's something see there, that, and I actually think I'd maybe prefer that. I think I would too, yeah. because that way it's a little bit different. Edge doesn't really have to work. I mean, he's been working consistently since Mania, yeah, um, and it kind of keeps Edge fresh. And then I think too, it's an easy way to get the next member of the stable out. Yeah. Right? Before we really... I'm very intrigued. I, I don't know how you feel about the stable as a whole. I'm like... On one hand, it's got edge in it, so I'm always going to kind of be a fan just mm-hmm. by default. But I'm very interested to see where do we go with it. Like, is it the world title? Are we going to get... Are they going to try to win the tag title? With the Usos holding both tag titles now, it's mm-hmm. weird. It's like, is... is um. Damian Priest going to try to get the U.S. title back? Like, mm-hmm. is, Re- is Re- Ripley going to get the gonna women's go, title? Yeah, singles. Right. Like, but they well, had a fourth. Like, how, how yeah, is that Yeah, so are they added? a tag team, and is Edge going to go for the world title now? Are mm-hmm. we going to get a different manipulation of Edge and Roman? It, there's a lot of questions where I go, where are we going with the stable? What is the yeah. purpose of the stable? Yeah, I would, I, would, I would take a gander that you would probably get Cody to win the title first, oh, and Cody, then Edge, would, Edge would be the first big heel My that Cody goodness. goes against. 
I would love that. That would be fantastic. But so that's the thing. It's like, what where are we going with? Yeah, this? that's so, what, if I take a good guess, that's probably. I where love my guess the goes. idea of it. Edge being such a an icon, taking some of these other guys underneath him, right, and really kind of elevating them. Totally get that portion of it. But I'm just interested to see where we're gonna go with it because we've mm-hmm. seen good factions and we've seen bad factions. So interested to see there. Uh, yep. All right. So our two big pillar matches here. So we got the Raw Women's Title three way. So yep. it was originally just going to be Bianca and Asuka. Yep. Becky Lynch throws herself into this because she beats <laughs> Asuka in a rematch yeah. thing. Yeah, she cheats to win. She cheats yeah. to win. So we got the three-way between the three. Um, I think this would be pretty good. Yes, I do um, too. But I think Bianca retains. Yeah, I don't think the only problem way. I have with the storyline is that you're beating two top challengers in the same match. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the only part that's tough here. Um, is this in Hell in a Cell or no? It's not slated as Hell in a Cell. Okay, but. so, yeah, I think Bianca wins here. I think it's going to be a really good match, so I think it's going to be really solid. Yep. As of right now, I think there's only one Hell in a Cell match, right? There is. Um, I could I, foresee... I can't foresee anything else. Uh, I could see one other one, depending on... I don't know if Orton's legitimately hurt or not. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a mystery for me. We saw a tease with Riddle and Nakamura as a kind of a unit. I could see if Orton is actually hurt filling in Shinsuke for a match with the Usos for the tag titles. I could see that. But if Orton's not in the match, it doesn't make sense to have it in Hell in the Cell. If Orton is in the match, it would make a lot of sense to yeah. have it in Hell in the Cell. Yeah. But I don't see that happening. Yeah, I just think it's a quick yeah. turnaround. Like on Friday, if they're yes. like, oh, we're going to have a yes. Hell in a Cell match Correct. in two days. I feel like it's well, going to be like really weird. We, you but know, we've seen worse. So we have I, seen I, can't, worse. I can't put it past them. But at the same time, if, if Orton is legitimately injured and we're not going to get that traditional rematch, I do think the Usos versus Riddle and Shinsuke should be on this card if that's yes. the way they're going to go. Open it, have a banger of a match because yeah. it's four capable guys. Usos retain, and then we get to the to meat of the show. Yep. So our um, presumably the main event. This is, is going to be the main event. So, yes. Uh, we get uh, Seth and Cody three is how I'm going to label it because that's a cool way to label things these days. Is uh, Roman numeral three. Yeah. We get Cody and Seth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this match is going to be awesome. I do too. I think we're going to see blood. I 100% expect to be blood, especially from Cody. Maybe not as much from Rollins, but 1,000% Cody's going to bleed everywhere, Mm -hmm. which is going to be kind of awesome. You sick bastard. You sick bastard. (laughs) That's how it is. But Cody's a storytelling god, so you know there's going to be whatever you can think of for a callback for anything, Mm -hmm. Cody's going to think of it and do it. Um, I don't know if they're going to call I, back I, from his original DX, like from 2009, his first Hell in a Cell match. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't let, know if they'll do me, anything from there. I don't know what they did back then, but... Um, I, got, I got one question for you, okay? okay. Roland's not going to be on this show, right? No, he's not. So, how important is this match for Cody in particular? Mm-hmm. Main event, the main event of a pay-per-view that really is built around your feud with Seth. That's mm-hmm. really... And I'm okay with there only being one Hell in a Cell, by the way, on this 1,000%. Let me be very clear about that. Yeah. How important is it that this match gets, like, rave reviews? Oh, because it's... I think yeah. they've I think they've progressed. I think Mania was good. I thought Backlash was even better. Mm-hmm. I think this match has got to be, like, the chef's kiss on this, on this whole thing. Yeah. But how important is it because... If he's trying to justify, he's the number one babyface on Raw right now. Mm-hmm. Justify, he's got to be the guy to beat Roman. We're all kind of booking it in our heads, but I don't know necessarily know if WWE. Maybe they already have a plan. I'm not sure, no. but I I think that this match is extremely important to be like as a exclamation point to go. That's the guy. 
And yeah. we need to see. I feel like I need that moment from Cody in this match where we go, where we have that Drew McIntyre Rumble moment where you go, mm-hmm. oh yeah, now we're now we're ramping up to yeah. something big. Yeah, no, I I do think that's very important. I think you need to see Cody hit like another not another gear in terms of his wrestling no another talk, gear yeah. in personality yeah, right exactly where like i yep. think i think to beat roman yeah i think you need someone who like he's got to be literally on fire yeah he has to be on i think fire i think do it. i think like he ha- yeah he has to get into that you know you know there's a weird storyline that new japan did for like a little bit of time with Ibushi yep. where like he would get so like unconscious to the point where like he would like go into the zen mode yep. and he'd just start killing people for I don't know like they only did it like two or three times from yep. what I can I know remember what you're about, but like he, I think they did it against Jay White where like yep. Jay White would start beating the crap out of him yep. and he literally just like hulked up no sold all of it and just beat the dog crap out of Jay White for like yep. a stretch of five minutes um I think that they need to bring that um uh, kind of Cody moment out where yep. like Cody's like he's bleeding and like they're both beat up but then cody just hits that next gear where he's like i'm just insane like you can't stop me mode to beat you so then when he goes against roman you can start slowly building that story of like cody's got this next gear that if he if you push cody enough to reach that gear he can overcome roman and i think that's that's what whoever beats roman needs to have like that gear because i don't think a normal person should just beat roman i think it has to be like internally like I have to hit yep. the highest of my high right, to, to have a him. shot at beating him. Yeah. And yeah. that's what Cody needs. I would love I, – I have two different scenarios here. I think they – now thinking about it, I think they could set up Cody and Edge for SummerSlam now that I'm thinking about it without the title where – and I don't know how you feel about this, but like in my mind, I could easily see one of those situations where Cody either – is either like the guy, right, where he beats Seth, right? And we go off the show with everybody's happy. He's standing there. He's beaten. He's bloody, right? And we've got we just get a wide shot of him standing. Maybe he's on top of the cell, yeah. right? And he's doing his, you know, the big, you know, open yeah. wide arms, and the crowd just going nuts, yeah. right? Option two, I could see though, and because I don't think that they're gonna just go right into Cody and Roman, having Edge and his stable come down post match, yeah. and then that's how we kind of spin it off. And I think having a feud with a guy like Edge, who has that ability to go from a six to like a thirty mm-hmm. immediately, yeah. just with his facials and his and and his cadence, I think Cody needs, and I think Seth is the perfect first guy from an in ring standpoint. But now having a real heavy story, story mm-hmm. to kind of get him ready, where if he if you think about it, if Cody goes Rollins. Clean in three straight, edge in two. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of a better one-two combination of major major feuds to get into to get you ready for Roman. Yeah. Where you go, man. Okay, wrestling wise, Seth put him through the ringer. Storyline intensity, bringing that emotion out of him. Now we've got him and Edge. I think that is a great one-two punch to be like. Okay. Here yeah, we go. I think I think you you're I mean? yeah. So yeah, we're we we've, yeah. we've talked about this so. I've talked about how I, yeah. I love... We're going to bring in some movie references here. Yeah. I love the Batman movie. Yeah, right. Like, a lot. Me too. And For we've sure. talked about how I think a natural progression of Batman mm-hmm. is you fight the Riddler who's, like, going to outsmart you. Right. And then your next guy should be, like... The second movie should be, like, someone like Bane right. who's just going to be much Physical, stronger. Yeah. And you got to figure out, okay, how am I going to beat this guy who's just much stronger than me? Mm-hmm. And I think... Uh, and then your third guy is probably going to be a Joker who is, like, a good combination of... 
necessarily not strength, but he has a good combination of both where you have to put everything you have learned yeah. up to that point yeah. to the test. Yeah. And I think Cody's in that situation where I think Rollins is giving you the in-ring work. Right. Like, can you keep up with me in-ring? Right. Right. Edge gives you the, can you keep up with me on the mic? Yeah. Like, and then yeah, now yeah, the yeah. Roman one is, you have to be this on your game for both. Yeah. And if you drop even a little bit, I'm attacked. That's what Roman did that with Cena the first yes. time back in yes. 17 or whatever, yes. where they had that promo where Cena was just ripping into him. Yeah. And he's like, you're not the guy. You can't keep up with me on right. this mic. Right. So Roman had to get better at that part right. before yeah. now you get to this. Mm-hmm. I think like, I think Vince and everyone's going to be watching those these Edge promos and then maybe even the Roman ones and go, can Cody keep up right. well, with this? Thing, can Cody draw? Yeah, can, can he, he draw? Like, like, yeah. Because here's the thing. It is, it, right now, like, when he debuted at Mania, right, it's, oh my gosh, he's here, right, we're rolling, everything is working. But now, it's, we're a few months in, right? We're only a couple months. How is he doing? How are we doing numbers-wise? Not from a rating standpoint, because at this point, no one's doing good ratings. But, yeah. but from, like, a, okay, what are we gaining with Cody being on top, right? Like, okay, are people invested? Where, what are people? Do people care mm-hmm. about what he's doing, right? And so this six month period here, his initial six months, is like, do we care just as much as when he came out for Mania? I think the answer is going to be yes, mm-hmm. but I think it's all about who his opponent. If they spin off from this and they go into the Miz, that's a, that's a yeah. nothing against the Miz, but it's just a, such a drastic step down compared to who you could be going against mm-hmm. on the heel side, where I. In my mind, now that I've just made it up and I've booked it myself, I love the idea. I think Edge is the perfect guy mm-hmm. to put Cody in a next-level stratosphere. And maybe even Edge beats him mm-hmm. the first time to get him to that point where it's like we kind of see the manifestation of a, of a different side of him. Like you're saying, where it's like, man, he had to go to another level, right, where he had to dig it from a character perspective. Mm-hmm. And they go in this dueling thing. And overcome a whole faction. Yeah. Now it's like trial by fire, and now it's Roman at whatever show they decide to go at. Yeah. And now it's like here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they got a lot of options there. They I do. think they got a lot of stuff where you really. And I do think as much stuff as we give WWE sometimes, I think man, when they feel like they have a guy, yeah, I really do think they do a really good job of. Nope, he's the guy. There, yeah, like some of their bills that they've done the past few years. Rollins, yeah, uh, McIntyre, even Roman to mm-hmm. an extent. I think they've done a really good job. And like, no, no, even yeah. Bobby Lashley. I, I think the wild thing for WWE is they're good at pinpointing one person and going, "Yep." He's the, the, guy. The, the weird thing about WWE is they can't do much more outside of like the one or two things they really want to go to. Mm-hmm. But those one or two things they go to really are good. just yeah. so good. You know what it is? I think a little bit is when you look at it from a historical standpoint, right? We always talk about the different eras. It's always been centered around one guy, though. Isn't yeah, that weird, right? Is. Like, okay, you had Bruno, and you had Hogan, mm-hmm. right? And then you had Austin, yeah, and then you had Cena. Like, you, yeah. could, you, could, they're very distinct. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, he was the guy. Now you've yeah. got the tweeners, right? You've got the Backlund was there for a while. You had the Brett and the Sean. You had the Rock in the Triple. Yeah. But like, over, you can see these pillars of time where you yeah. go. Okay, that was kind of how the world kind of yeah. worked. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't really matter what happened between The Godfather and Bull Buchanan because no. Stone Cold just stunned Mr. McMahon and everybody's happy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a very interesting dynamic in how that works where it's like they're really good at, like, let's let's establish our sun for our solar system. Yeah. 
and then let's sprinkle some stuff around it. Yeah. But everyone's focus is on the sun. Oh, 1,000. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. And that's like the, like, almost like the opposite philosophy that AEW does, which is why it's interesting. Because AEW tries to sprinkle everybody out there. AEW is like, we got all these different factions. We're throwing everything out you. Instead of just focusing on Kenny Omega and going, all right, everything, the whole world is around Kenny Omega right now. Sometimes that's why they're world title matches sometimes i think fall a little bit short yeah. of expectations because the card as a whole is so yeah balanced. i was gonna say because the card is yes. so good yes. where like i think you look at like um just a general like say like this wrestlemania night two card where you're like man the only match i really care about is this main event this yep. main event card right. yeah and so i just think it's crazy how mm-hmm. like they're like so different but like the same kind of it, product yeah, it's it, wild yeah, it is weird it's it's totally different that's why that's why you love it right that's yeah. why you watch everything right like I, I, I don't think you can just watch one and be like okay. i feel like, yeah it's feel like it's weird when when you see twitter people that talk yeah. about just one or the other yeah and i'm like i don't know how you get satisfied just watching one or the other right because i think there's it, there's different strokes for different folks right and we're gonna get to football here in a second but i think it's important to kind of note that because when you look at what wwe gives you the big fight feel better than anybody yes they have done that with roman they've done that now with with everybody all the world champions right like oh man we got cena versus i mean they made cena versus the great kali a a viable solution okay like that was a thing you know AEW is delivering a solid solid card throughout right like Mm -hmm. wwe is about moments they're about making those those historic okay like WrestleMania was a perfect example of that. We got moments out of this WrestleMania. Stuff that mm-hmm. we will remember for a long time. Yep. We saw the last ever Stone Cold Stunner to Vince McMahon. Yeah. We saw that, right? <laughs> like that's that's something we saw, right? We saw Stone Cold's probably last match, mm-hmm. right? Those are things where you go, holy crap, we just saw that. And that's something you're gonna remember for a long time. AEW in its infancy still, obviously, right? They're about how do we build this brand? How do we establish an identity, right? So it's just a two different ways of going about it. At the end of the day, you're going to get something you like out of both. I, I can't imagine anybody going to an AEW show and go, that whole show I just didn't enjoy. Yeah. It's not going to happen. No. And I think at WWE, when it comes to their core four pay-per-views, you know, I think Survivor Series, sometimes they try to stretch it. But even like their main events, you go, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can take things out of it. So it's just, yeah. you know, let's get different strokes, different folks. All right, let's get to Vegas. Um, <laughs> not the Las Vegas Raiders no, by any no, means. Hard pass. We will we will pass by them yeah, on will. the road of these totals. Um, <laughs> Somehow the Chargers are going to go undefeated, according to Mike. How does that work? But can the Chiefs lose less than seven games? Right? I think so. So we got yeah. Vegas odds right now. Total win totals, right, Mike? For every yeah. NFL team, we're going to go through it here. Um, do you want to go either, or are we just going to get everybody? No, we're just going to everyone. Okay. We'll just give our opinions on yes, everyone sir. really quickly. I, I am living so, here. So there are 32 teams we're going to go through today. 32 whole <laughs> teams? Really? No way. I'm literally drinking water right now, and I almost spit it up because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say 31 and be like, guess the team we're not going to talk yeah, about exactly. today. That's fine. Screw you. We're just a Detroit sports podcast. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, okay. Well, well, and this is going to be in... Alphabetical order based on the, the city of the team. Have we ever had the ability yet, since this show started, to talk about any of our teams being in the playoffs? No. Wait, 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 wait. Did the Pistons make it the first year against the Bucks? Were we doing I th- the show? I think we were talking. Were we doing the show? Oh, no, no, no. Was it we talked about who they were hiring? I don't remember. Well, I think that was the closest we got, though. God bless it. That's 
rough. Yeah, that is really rough. We've been talking about a lot of rebuilds. You know, people, uh, uh, people ask me almost about like, how much do you, you know, like you do football because you know we talk about football so much and everything. It's yeah. like you know, you guys do hockey and stuff. You guys watch? I go, yeah, we do, but it's it's hard to talk about your team when nothing's happening. Yeah, like I don't want to like be like negative about it, but yeah. football's king number one. But two. The, the, football, well, football is king, but even during the regular season, right. we don't we bring don't, up the yeah. lines every week. Yeah, because there's because, no point. Because if they're one in seven, I'm not talking about them. Well, also, it's one of those things where I feel like with the NFL, you can see a team that finished last to first. We yeah. see it every year, mm-hmm. right? So it, it's just hard at times to be like, oh, great, the Red Wings signed a third line grinder. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's. Yeah. It's just not the same. Sorry, it's just not. But let's continue. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. All right, so we're we're yeah we're gonna go in alphabetical order by the the city that they're in because okay. that's how uh, FanDuel decided that's to do it. No, that's cool. And I don't want to like oh no, we're no, going no, lines are here. Yeah, we're exactly. just gonna go in order here so yep. I can keep track. Okay. All right, so we start with the Arizona Cardinals. They're that's over under. Tough one. This is starting with a banger. Yeah. I don't know. Over under set at nine and a half. Ooh. A lot of these are half, so you have to yeah, decide. Yeah, of course, right. Uh, nine and a half. I would tend to lean. Uh, under at nine. Really, I think. I think I'm gonna take. With, now I'm, th- I'm thinking the idea that if DeAndre Hopkins does play the first six games, they might do worse in the beginning than I think. <laughs> yeah, and then true. they suck at the end usually. So I, I think nine. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ten. Um, they do have Hollywood Brown now, so yeah. I think that does help a little bit. I think fully healthy, like yeah, all year. Yeah. I think they could but, be 10 but 11. At the same time, they do have Cliff Kingsbury. Kyler Murray falls off a cliff after week nine. So it's kind of one of those things where I think that the NFC is just so bad yeah. that outside of their division, there's not a lot of teams where I go, oh, like I like Green Bay and Tampa, everybody else, they should be better than roster wise. Yeah, real, relatively. Yeah. Losing, Ch- I'm, I'm interested to see their pass rush this year, though, because losing Chandler Jones is a pretty big deal. It is. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, four and a half. I think under. I think under at four, they're, three or four. They're, they're not, not very good. good. They're not going to be a good football team. Marcus no. Mariota's be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I take the under on that too. Sorry. Baltimore Ravens oh, nine boy. and a half. Ooh. I think it's like over central. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I the I, division's I, hard. We have to think they were like eight and three yeah. and the number one seed before Lamar got hurt, that's and then true. they finished. At like ten wins or something. Yeah, like I'll that. take the over. I so like that's like nine and a half. I think is a little low the, for me. The but. AFC is just so stacked, and they're just the worst when it comes to injuries. Like I yeah. haven't seen a team this bad in a long time, or like consecutive seasons. They're yeah, just they're just ravaged. ravaged. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. But I'm gonna take the over yeah. at least by ten. Yep. Yeah, I believe by ten or relatively healthy. Yeah. All right, Buffalo Bills, eleven and a half. Over. Over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, fourteen. They're, I think they're four. I think they're one seed. I I love Matthew Stafford. Um, the Buffalo Bills, in my mind, are the be- are going in as the best team in football this yes, year. Yes, I would a thousand uh, yeah, I think they're. I think right now they are the team. To I think they're beat. they're the most stacked. I think the Rams are the team to beat in the NFC because yes. they're the defending champions, and I think they've upgraded in spots. Yeah, but I think Buffalo in general is on. Fire yeah, right now. and it really helps that they get the weak division where like yes. someone like the Chiefs yeah, and Chargers have. Kill, dude, they're gonna kill New England by a thousand. They're gonna years. kill New England. They're gonna kill. Miami. I think they'll they'll fight with Miami once yeah. and beat them, destroy them the other time, and they'll probably the Jets are they're gonna good, kill, they're but gonna they'll get kill, kill Jets because they're, they're just out of that level. Dude, they're gonna I, here. I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I think they go six and zero in their division. 
I don't think it's good. I think Josh Allen is winning MVP. I do too. That way, I, I, that's just. Really I mean, I think they're winning the championship. So. I, I do. I think they I, should. I very much think they should be the Vegas favorites yeah. doing the whole thing. I think uh, it's their moment, honestly. Actually, Super Bowl favorites. Let's see. They are the favorites. Yeah. So the top three. Or we'll go top five real quick. Buffalo Bills plus six fifty. Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Rams, Packers. Yeah. Top five. Chargers are six. And then it that is to, crazy. That the I, yeah. Six, they have to go click a button to find the other Meanwhile, ones. Meanwhile, Denver's over here like, but we got Russell Wilson. <laughs> you do it's have Russell really Wilson. really awkward when they go nine and eight. Yeah. And everybody goes, what happened? All right. <laughs> Carolina Panthers, five and a half. Under. under. Heavy under. under. They're not good. This um, is not a good football I, th- I think that Carolina Panthers are a team where I think Vegas is putting too many on them like they did the Lions I last think, year. I think, and they're going to get like two or three. I think that this could really go south quickly. Yeah. Like If McGaffrey gets hurt, they have no one. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Um, Chicago Bears, do you even want me to say the number or you want to just say under? Is it like, what is it, like four? Six and a half. No way. <laughs> Get out of here. For what? So under. Yes, under. <laughs> oh, my God. It's one of the worst rosters in football. You yeah. cannot tell. Like, I get it. Justin Fields, great. Went one and three as a starter last year. Come on. Yep. Six and a half. Under. Get out of here. Yes, you, said, you said, what are they at? Three? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, they, you lose Khalil Mack. You lose uh, Akeem Hicks. And you lose Allen Robinson. Who do you have? Come on, man. Wasn't it just last year? Or maybe it was two years ago. Remember when we like we were doing our season prediction yeah. and somehow Chicago was like the seventh seed? Yeah. We're and like, we all oh. just went. Because the defense uh, yeah. was really good. Now they don't have anybody. All right. Oh, my God. That's funny. Six and a half. All right. Get out of here. I think, all right. So here's a tough one. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. Nine and a half. Oh, boy. I think, I think they go over at ten. I think you're going to hate me for this. I'm going to say under. I think nine is. And here's why. Super Bowl hangover. In addition to. I, I do think they've gotten better. Right, like especially like offensive. Well, I think they're about the same. No, no, I'm talking about like their weaknesses of the offensive line. I think they've improved that. Yes, they have. But I think the defense is going to have a bit of a regression back to the mean. Yes. And I think, as good as Joey B is, the ASC is stacked. Yes. And I don't think I don't think they have a good. I don't think their roster is as talented as other rosters. No, I don't think so. I think if you're looking at even their division, I think they have the worst roster. Yeah. I think I think it's going to really depend on their schedule. I forgot what division they play. Yeah. If they played the South or the North, mm-hmm. I think you have a couple more yeah. easy games where you can kind of pat that stat a little yeah. bit. If they play the AFC West, yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. Which so. I actually, I'm trying to think of the Chiefs schedule really quick because I know they play. They obviously have to play the Bengals. I don't remember if they play yeah. the Browns or not. I don't remember the other yeah. teams they but play. Either but either I, way, I think Cincinnati is going to be that team where everyone's going to have a lot of expectations because they went to the Super Bowl. But I think there's going to be a little bit of coming back down to earth. And I think Joe Burrow still throws for 32 touchdowns this year. I just don't necessarily know if that's going to be enough to get them where they need to go. Just because yeah. of the tail in the AFC. All right. Dallas Cowboys. Now, I'm going to say oh this number. God. You're going to think it's high. It's but, they, but they play in a division. Yeah, it is exactly 10 and a half. 10 and a half. I think, I, yeah, I I think, think it's under 11. at 10. I think they actually get 11 wins. But their but division I, is so easy that I think they go 5-1 in the division. division. So you only need 5-5. Five, five. And the NFC sucks. So it's like if they play the – I think they win the division. Yeah, if they play the NFC West, I think it is. You're going to beat Seattle. You're going to beat uh, – I can see other three teams are no, pretty good yeah, in that division. Gonna, I think but, they could beat Arizona, though. But they could, Yeah, they could they beat could, Arizona. If they play Arizona Week 15, they beat them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think I think, I think think 10-11 is very possible. Yeah. So uh, – Denver, ten and a half. I think it's under at ten. I think it is. I think it's close. Jesus Christ, good Lord. Vegas is so good. <laughs> I hate Vegas. Vegas is I, so good at just putting Denver that number at the perfect is my spot. Number one team that I am in, most interested in watching this year. Yeah. 
more than any other because like I think the Browns are still going to somehow Browns it up even if Deshaun plays. But like I it's it's so weird to see a team that I have I did not think was in Super Bowl contention and they think that they are, like my opinion of them compared to what their opinion of them mm-hmm. is like pretty far off in my opinion. I think the roster is good, not great, and I don't know if Russ. I think he's uh, clearly a, an improvement over Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's a tough one. Yeah. I think it's going to wind up blowing up a little I bit. Think, I think it's going to be close. Yeah. Uh, D- our Detroit Lions, Six seven and a half. And a half. Seriously? Holy shnikes. That's a tough one. I think that's the tough I think six and a half I think is easy because I think over saying seven. seven is fair. But now it's hard because I think you're riding the seven, eight train. And so seven and a half is like – do you like the you're six seven or do you like the eight? Me. I think they go over. I think they go under at seven. Yeah, I think. But if it's six and a half, I would take the over because yeah, I, I think, think seven. They, or... I think they. I, this schedule is very easy. Yeah. By comparison to last year's standards, you're improved immensely offensively just with mm-hmm. DJ Shark and Jamison Williams and just offensive line health. The schedule's so easy. Like the they, they, ha- so they, easy. they have to. Like they. I really think that they are going to be playing meaningful games in December. I know people are going to be like, you're such a homer, but yeah. I think that's where this team is. No, at. see, I I think you're slightly a homer only because I look at their – see, I, I think there's some stretches where I don't think they're going to have a good record early, yeah. but I think they're going to pound some wins yeah. in, like, November, early yeah. December where you might be able to be – like, so they start their schedule – Philly, Philly, Washington, Vikings, New England, New England, and then there's another team in there that I yeah. probably look up. Seattle, I think. Seattle's and in there. Yeah. yeah, and then they have a bye. So they have those five. Yeah. I have yeah. them depending on whatever. Two and three or two, three two, two and three, three and two. Yep. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Yep. Then their next three after that is like Dallas, Miami, and then uh, the Packers. Right. So those three, I'm like, now you're depending on if you're two and one out of that. Then you could be like five and three, I, but if, if you're are, one and two out of that, out of yeah. two and three, then you're three and five, three and yeah. six. I think that they can be. But I then think, uh, flirting with five hundred by the time they get to Thanksgiving, I think they're in great shape. Yes, because I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, if you're three and five, three and six here, but then you get like Jets, Carolina, Atlanta, you roll up a Giants. lot of Bears twice. You haven't <laughs> even talked about. So it's like then you get those games, you I start know. wheeling up some wins. Now you're going into December, maybe six and five. Six and six something, and then maybe you let can me, start. Let me, let me just look this up real fast because I think it's important to kind of go through this here. Okay, so we've got um, – okay. Uh, okay, yeah. Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Seattle, Patriots are the first five. Yeah, so they're say, – say best case you're three and two, right? Yeah, I'd say best case, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not, yeah. Then, then you get by. And then then it's you've, like, got, you've got Dallas, Miami. And then Green Bay. Packers. So then there it's like, okay. That's a one and two stretch. That's probably a one and two like. stretch. Then you've got the Bears and Giants. I think those are I think those are very winnable games. Yeah. And then you play the Bills, clearly a loss. Yes. Then Jags, Vikings, Jets, Panthers, Bears. Those are all winnable. That a, that's what I'm saying. So, so that's my, what I mean is I think early yeah. on you're going to be looking and going, yeah. wow, this is The hardest th- stretch is clearly right after the bye. Yeah. I think that Cowboys game is extremely interesting because it's post-bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I think – if you can somehow steal that game, and I think you are a better team than Miami is, yeah. I think depending on the day, especially how two is playing, I, even if you don't beat Green Bay, I think that's the worry. Like, okay, that's the turning point. But like those, like what my point is, I think they're playing. I think they're going to have a good enough record going into that stretch of good games post Buffalo. Where yeah. You go. Like I said, this is going to be dependent on whether or not they're playing 
for something in Green Bay. Yeah, like I'm like I think they could be like five and seven, which isn't right. great by right. any means. Right. But I think those last five are so easy. Exactly. That that's it's like, where it's you, like, oh, they went four in a row, and now all of a sudden, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe so, you know. So that's why I'm like I'm I think hesitant. It's tough. I think that's why the eight is hard because I'm I like. Think- I'm, yeah, you have I, to bank on them playing like four straight weeks of really good football for it to have this record. And I'm like, I don't know if I can bank. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. So I'm like, all these wins that people are like, oh, you know, Washington and Seattle are really easy. But we watched last year them just start dropping well, random also, games out of the, the Every theory. fan is looking at us and going, that's a win. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, like Washington's yeah. going, okay, so we well, play Lions we win. play whoever. Lions win, okay. Yeah, and right. that's how they look at ours. Mm-hmm. So it's like the same way where it's yeah. like, that's why it's hard for me right now to justify the 8-9. Yeah, Philadelphia but, is a big game for them because yeah. that's a playoff team who beat them good last year. That yeah. is a perfect time to be like, okay, yeah. if we're different, show me. Yeah. And the first game at home, mm-hmm. very big. So I'm going to take the over because I have faith. And I'm, I'm going to go one further. I think that Dan Campbell, if they finish over 500 this year, mm-hmm. okay, I think that Dan Campbell should win coach of the year. Well, I think he should um, be. I think he should be in contention. Yeah. I think now. I think there's Outside a lot of, of like a team going like you know fifteen and two. Yeah, I think I was gonna say there's a lot of like teams. But out, I'm talking about. But that. I'm talking about roster wise. They don't have the roster. But like, no offense to Sean McDermott, great coach. Your roster's top two, three yeah. in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd have to like look through. Like, if someone yeah. like uh, yeah, the Jets. Like, a, like if the Giants or Jets yeah, go have that. a better record, yeah. then like maybe. But I, anyway. I could definitely see that happening. Uh, Green Bay, ten and a half. Over, I think like 11 12 is probably where they're at. They're, they're still going to be a good regular season, regular season team. They're it's just when they go against good NFC teams where they're screwed. Yeah, uh, Houston Texans, four and a half. Uh, I'm gonna say four, so I'm gonna say under. I think, I think, yeah, is, I think it's the problem is they didn't do enough. I don't think Derek Stingle was a the best corner in the draft. Number two, I don't think they did enough improving because they couldn't, quite frankly, they didn't sign anybody, they didn't really no. do a whole lot. And Davis um, Mills, you, I mean, really? That's who you're going with? No offense, but I don't really know if he's the future. Yeah. And Lovey Smith, your head coach. All right. I already think this one's too low. Indianapolis Colts, nine and a half. I'm going to say 10. I'm going to say think, 10, too. I think too. 10 is rough. I think Matt Ryan is an improvement. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan brings stability. Here's the problem with that, though. They need wide receiver help. They do. Desperately. Yes. Why is Julio Jones not a member of this team already? I don't know if they have the money for it. Really? <laughs> well, because you have to think of the... Carson Wentz dead cap that they had to trade yeah, away that's probably. True, I guess, but still, uh, Julio at this point can't command that much. He didn't do anything for Tennessee last year. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know why I'm providing them. They sign him then. Go <laughs> sign T.O., I guess. I don't know. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, six and a half. Ooh, I think that could be interesting. Yeah. I think if the AFC wasn't absolutely un, like impossible to win, yeah, I, I would probably. probably going to be there. But, but I, I, do, think it's a, I think it's a – it's a good-looking six. Yeah. Where, like, I think they lose a couple games close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, say we, we – I think we play them, right? So, like, if we play Jacksonville, we beat them by a field goal. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, but, like, in a year from now, yeah. another year with Trevor Lawrence, that probably goes there. Yeah, way. I think I think they play, like, the Jets and stuff in Miami. Yeah. So, I think some yeah. of those games, like, they win. Those are or... toss-up games where, like, your roster is not necessarily kind of equal roster. It's just going to depend on who has the hot hand that day. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs, ten and a half. I would like to say over, but I don't know. I I would you know I'm gonna comp, I'm gonna say over. I don't know how you. The problem is you say ten. It's like okay, ten's not bad, but then you think man, seven losses. I don't see them losing seven times. That's my thing. Yeah, dude. Okay, I, I could I, see. I mean, here's the thing. I could convince you that they I would mean, lose seven maybe, times. But like, I here's the thing. As much as this division is stacked as hell, mm-hmm. I think there's a very good chance that they still somehow manage to 
split with everybody. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing, right? So they have three At there. Minimum. Yeah. So they have three there, right? Yeah. Uh, Bills, I think they lose. Yeah. Uh, Car- okay. Cardinals week one is where it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know though. Uh, but they play. Um, the Bengals, who I think is a tough out. No, I think they beat. I beat. I think they. I oh, okay. They, so if you're yeah. way more confident, because yeah, they play the, I, and here's play why. the Rams and here's stuff. Here's why. Because I think that if they, you're way more confident, though, so that's am, why. I, and here's why. Because I think in that game, I think especially regular season, right? I think Mahomes is going to come in here like, oh, we lost these guys last time. And I think, uh, but I'm expecting Cincinnati to take a step back yeah. because of where I, I just I think at least 11 win. I just can't see them losing seven games. Yeah. I think they I think it's a good chance even with like what the Raiders done. I think it, say they sweep the Raiders. I think yeah, like that, that or, could happen too. You know what I mean? I it's I could see them sweeping Denver, quite frankly. Like it's just one of those things, you know. Yeah, I don't I don't see that one as likely, yeah. but that could happen. Uh Raiders set directly at 8. So I want to uh, say we, nine, but just because I feel like they're going to be competing for a playoff spot, and I don't think they can get in at eight nine. Yeah, no, they definitely wouldn't be able no, to get in at eight nine. I feel like, I feel like but I don't, I don't there. think they make the playoffs. I think they're the worst team in that division. They are, and yeah. I think you're fighting for one playoff spot against Bengals, Browns, Patriots, and Colts, Denver, Denver, in Denver, in Denver and so yeah. like because I think you got to think. I I am anticipating both the Chargers and Kansas State to make playoffs. Yeah, right off the top. Yeah, right. So, two teams. So, one of those teams already taking up a wild card spot. So, yeah. you're fighting for two spots between yeah. another team in your own division, plus Cincinnati, plus either Pittsburgh or Baltimore and Cleveland. Yeah. Just right there. That, yeah. that's, that's, and, and then New, you, England. And New England's there. Yeah. Miami could be there. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, if you're going to, like, Tennessee or the Colts yes. are also Correct. there. So, right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, maybe. I think maybe oh, with Devontae. I actually, you know, I would say even. I'd say, I'd say eight. Sure. It's like exactly where it's at. Mm-hmm. Chargers, exactly at 10. Over, over. I would like to say right at ten. I think yeah. they're a ten and seventeen probably. Who's a wild card team? I think they're a five or six seed. Yeah, I think they can. Yeah, I don't know. But Chargers I, are really good. They're the roster problem I see with them part. is like I feel like in the big moment that's where they're gonna. That's why like I could see them like playing a big game against the Chiefs. Yeah, and they lose by two touchdowns. And everybody goes, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, because it's like they're just not ready for that moment yet. Yeah, or their head coach goes for it on their ten yard line again. <laughs> that guy uh well i sometimes hate that guy and then sometimes i love that guy it depends <laughs> depends what kind of man he's playing that day um la rams 10 and a half i think this is just the gimme over ever but yeah but their schedule's hard their schedule, their is, schedule hard. is hard but yeah. i think just in their own division you're five and one in your yeah. division i love matthew stafford to death but there's going to be a moment in the season where he has like a stretch of three oh it's three. gonna be it's awful gonna be like what the oh it's gonna be awful i can guarantee you that yeah so yeah, I'm gonna take the over just because there's so much talent. But I think like eleven is fair. If they sign Odell, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah, Rams. Miami Dolphins eight and a half. Under. 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 Yeah, seven or eight probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think the AFC is too tough. Yeah. Vikings at eight and a half. Under. Uh. I've got the Lions finishing second in this division. Yeah. Um. And here and you know, and here's my thing. What did Minnesota do? To make me think that they got any better. I know they signed Zedaria Smith. That's fine. And they drafted Lewis Seen. Yeah. Brought back 85-year-old Patrick Peterson. They didn't do anything to help the receiving core. It's still Kirk yeah, Cousins. I was going to say, the receiving core is really good, though. Yeah. But, I mean, Thielen's getting up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Justin Jefferson and Thielen, and then, yeah. you know. I just – I thought they were average. You got a new scheme coming in, right? Yeah. I think they're going to start maybe a little bit hot. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't – I just – I think I mean, the Vikings got a lot to me to go. I, 
because the Vikings play the same schedule Lions do outside of like two or three games, yeah. which is why I'm like, I think it depends on the placement of their schedule, like the Lions one is, where I think if they have a really easy stretch, they could come out like yeah. five and zero oh, yeah. if they play a lot of their easy games early or whatever. Um, I think they're going to be competing. The Lions and Minnesota are to the end where it's like potentially flirting with that last playoff spot. Yeah, I I would give them like. Yeah, that in Minnesota wins like ten games and makes me look like a jackass. Yeah, I I would tend to go over at nine, but that could also change if I do I all these I predictions. Don't trust Kirk Cousins either. But see, I don't trust Jared Goff to save my no, life. No, no, so I, I, that's why I, I can't. That's why I, I, think, I, that's why I'm like, I think they've shown the ability to win in spite of him. Like I think like they're going to try to run the ball. I think they yeah. have a better offensive line. Yeah. I think they're going to try to control the clock. And I think they just have speed. Yeah. He throws the deep ball well. That's yeah. what he was good two, three years ago was throwing the deep ball. So if we can get him just to chuck it to Jameson Williams, who's wide ass open, mm-hmm. score. Uh, Patriots eight and a half. I would say over at nine. Yeah. I am very intrigued to see what their offense looks like yeah. with Fatty Patricia calling plays. Just saying. Yep. You know it's bad when you've got your own defense people. Oh, yeah, your own people being like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I don't really know what that is, but I think we just ran halfback dive, and then we ran PA crossers, and I feel like I see those plays in Madden. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> New Orleans Saints, uh, eight and a half. I say over, yeah, because I think they five and one their division, and then you got to find like four maybe wins. they maybe they just bring back Drew Brees. I think that's worse. You think so? Over Jameis? Dude, Drew Brees can't throw the ball more than like seven yards. He's like Peyton Manning yeah, was. That's true. Maybe I don't know. I'll take Jameis. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. This is a nostalgia trip, Rob. I, I, so I, I, I take object. I I watched the I watched this last playoff game. I know. I know. He threw like two interceptions and couldn't throw the ball yeah. more than six yards with his left arm. I know. But if you have Michael Thomas running slant, you don't need to throw a deep. Is Michael Thomas going to play? For the first three games. Okay. Uh, <laughs> York... Those are all non-divisional. They're going to go 3-0 yeah, on yeah, those. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Uh, New York Giants, uh, oh, seven God. and a half. Under. They're not Under. I think the Eagles are good. I think the Eagles and Dallas both sweep them. I would pretty much agree with that, actually. Yeah. Uh, Jets. If Washington would have invested in the quarterback spot, I'd have Washington a lot higher. But Yeah, they don't want to. They like Tyler Honeycutt. Sam Howell. Or Sam Howell, either one. Uh, New York Jets, five and a half. Well, they have Carson Wentz, too, but he's also. That's something we just completely bypassed. You went to Tyler Hanneke. He's hilarious to me, by the way. Uh, what was the Jets now? Uh, five and a half. I want to say over. I, think that, I, Dude, I like the Jets roster. I do, too. I, like, Dude, well, I, their I, first I, round of their draft was insanely the thing, good. Though, the problem is, is that it's all going to depend on Zach Wilson. Yeah. If Zach Wilson plays better, mm-hmm. I think they win more football games. Yeah. If he struggles early and throws six picks in a game, yeah. like he did against New England, then they're going to be 0-6. <laughs> That's just how it's going to happen. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. But, but they need to put him in a better spot, yes. too. I 100% agree. Uh, Philly Eagles, 9.5. Ooh, I would like yeah. to say over at ten because I just yeah, feel like the Eagles are like just, the, the ten the and seventeen. Is so bad. Ugh. Yeah, sure. I think this. Is, I think that. Yeah, probably AJ Brown being there now. Yeah, that helps quite a bit. Defense got better. Yeah, sure. Nine and a half, baby. Steelers seven and a half. I'd not. Wow. I'd not expect to see that. And that's why I'm shocked. Well, when you got to think, since they come out with a Super Bowl run, they probably Baltimore is probably the favorite. Sean They're Watson. actually probably the fourth in their divisions. What right. Vegas That's what I'm saying. probably Sean's yeah. Watson's in Cleveland now. Yeah, I can see it. Rookie quarterback or Trubisky starting for you. I don't necessarily yeah, actually, have a massive drop off because you know Roethlisberger was bad, but you didn't do anything else to because you had to pick Pickett right, so you, you didn't really get great value. Um, 
You know what I mean? Like, you didn't do something. You didn't get a stud safety or something like that. Like, Baltimore went and went, oh, Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. You know, we just drastically improved that whole position in two picks, right? Um, I don't know. I'm not necessarily shocked by that. I'm going to say over because Mike Tomlin's a badass mofo. I'm gonna say under at yeah. seven because you you talked me in you talked me into the I like how you talked it yeah you, know, you said over well, I was like you I, talked me into the under it's Mike Tomlin doesn't Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches ever straight mm-hmm. up he is he he he's never had a losing season yeah so uh let's see Forty uh, ers nine and a half over over I think the Forty ers are like twelve they're, wins they're very good they're players. so good very good I don't know players. would would Trey Lance deter any of that no. Okay. No, I think because they run the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, I will say this. If Debo's not there, yeah. then under. Yeah. Because they don't have anybody else to throw to outside of Kittle. Uh, Seahawks, five and a half. I think it's a hard under. Yeah, I, I, I think don't see a win. five wins is their cap. I think five wins is a cap. I think they're more four, three or four, mm-hmm. but I think five is the cap. I think they may be better off just tanking. I would not disagree with that in the slightest. Got picks. Uh, Might as well get. Well, you have picks, you and I'm like, listen, if you if you got the number two pick, and you just pick Bryce Young or something, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't or know. they just you know take a linebacker like they would. <laughs> I don't, wait, hey, listen, if you want to take Will Anderson Jr. out of <laughs> Alabama, that guy just dogs people, so I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that either. Uh, Tampa Bay, eleven and a half. Over. Oh, yeah, Brady's pretty back. Brady's back. It's got to be the over. Always until, believe in Brady until until something else happens. Tennessee Titans nine and a half. Take the under at nine, Rob. Yeah. Take it under with okay, me. I'll take under. That's the favorite. Because Tannehill's gonna suck early. Then Malik's gonna come in. They're gonna win two, and then they're all gonna fall apart. Yes, that's what I like to hear. Give Malik. me my Colts those playoff wins. I like Colts. I like the Colts. I like the Colts. I, I, Col- I think I they're the most disappointing team last year by far. <laughs> I had them making it relatively decently far before yeah. they fell into a. You, well, you told me they they were gonna be my Super Bowl pick at one. I think. I told someone to pick them for the Super Bowl picks. Because and at the then, time, they were, they were on a streak. They won like four in a row. Yes. And all they had to do was beat the Jags. And they were like, hard pass. Hard pass on that. They were like, oh, I don't really want to go play Buffalo. <laughs> They're like, do we like, really want to get... see what happened Yeah, I was like, do I, do, do I want to get slaughtered by Buffalo? I yeah. don't think so. I'd rather just have the disappointment of losing to Jacksonville and be like, darn it. And then... And then everyone, everyone laughs at us for a week, and then it's over, you know? Yeah, and then New England's laughing. Oh boy! And then we got Washington Commanders at eight and a half, which everyone knows, and their mom is going to be the yeah. under. Yeah, until Carson Wentz proves otherwise. Yep. And those are your win total predictions. So all I got out of that was lines are going to the Super Bowl, baby. Woo! Ooh, that's, that's <laughs> that Mike's like hard. To I was like, I did not believe that's what I got from no, that one. No. Looking forward to going the game by game predictions. Oh, that's fun. We'll probably dedicate a whole quick hitter episode to that. So be on the lookout for that. But that's going to be it for this week's episode, guys. Uh, next week, double or nothing, clearly. Uh, we may be talking. Maybe we'll check back in on the Detroit Tigers and see if they can, you know. If they got another stop. another win or two. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. I don't know. Let's see if they score three runs and win. Hey, listen. If school well, pitches, they have a shot. Yeah. yeah. That's about it. That's that's great. Every once out of every five games. That's that's going to go well. Uh, yeah, but that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeggett. We will see you guys, as always, next time.